Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everybody, and that is a line I'm stealing from Mick, and Mick isn't leading today because he was ill, God bless him. Um, but good to see he's fit and fighting and ready to go. Plus, he's coming the game tomorrow, so that's even fucking better. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Copite Podcast. And just as a little intro, this episode of the pod is sponsored by CaliDesigns.co.uk. As you're probably all aware, Cali is a very, very popular artist in the Liverpool world uh, or the Liverpool universe, whichever way you want to look at it. He's a local artist and a red who creates illustrations of the most iconic moments from sports. Um, Mick, he's done Gerard's trophy lift, hasn't he, in Istanbul? He's done Bobby's Kung Fu Kick Celebration. There's such a massive range and there's brilliant products available at calidesigns.co.uk. And it's a great gift for, for any red to purchase either for themselves or as a gift for somebody. Uh, me and Mick have got a few of his prints. Um, as you can see from Mick's background, there is one there hiding. He's just, he's just, just out of shot. He needs to rearrange that, to be fair. Okay, um, and obviously, he's started doing T-shirts as well. And some of the T-shirts are fucking brilliant. Uh, but... One of the great things that Cali's partnered with us, he has offered us a code as well. So that code is COPITEPOD10 uh, at the checkout and it'll get you 10% off your entire order. So that's uh, running along at the bottom of the screen. So again, really, really made up that we've partnered with Cali for that. And please check out his stuff because uh, it's absolutely amazing. So Mick, Liverpool versus Chelsea is arguably the biggest game of the weekend. There's no argument about it always. is. Whenever Liverpool play, it's always the biggest game of the, of the weekend. But it's more and more interesting because we're pretty much identical uh, with Chelsea. Uh, after the first first couple of games of the season, in terms of goal scored, played, points conceded, nothing. You know, it, it's it's uh, it's poised very well, isn't it? Um, and what are your thoughts on uh, on the game tomorrow? Are you excited? Yeah, I can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait. Uh, like you said, it's quite there's quite a few little battles that have been. I mean, I don't know how much has just been drummed out by the media, like Lukaku versus Van Dijk. Like he hasn't f- played against Lukaku before in his life. He has, and he's always. Seems that I've got the measure of them, so that's not a new thing, is it? Let's be honest. But yeah, there's a lot of little battles all over the pitch. That I mean, battle of the right backs. That it's just that'll never go away. Reese yeah. James and Trent. That, that like 
yeah, that's just going to be a thing forever. Same with Wan Bissaka. It's literally like the Gerard Lampard skills debate that I'll just rage on for however long they play for. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Like uh, especially if Hendo has obviously played the last game, he'll he, he probably will play again. Question marks over Thiago and obviously Fab's back. So yeah, there's a lot of and Robbo as well. So there's a lot of um, a lot of positives even after last game going into this one. Yeah, I think one of the most positive things that I'm looking at is that it's the opportunity for Liverpool's best eleven to actually play together for the first time. Now, whether people look at that best eleven that includes Jota or Bobby, that's up for debate. But again, it's a really, really nice option to have. But we'll start with that um, ill-fated Lukaku and Van Dijk uh, battle. We'll only do a, a couple of minutes on it because I'm, I'm bored of talking about it already. Um, because I just don't think there's a, there's a worry. You know, I mean, I, I granted Lukaku's done very, very well. Um, uh, since you know he left Manchester United and obviously done really well at Inter, and yet he was back with a bang against um, against Arsenal. But you know, fucking hell, mate, you when you were ill the last couple of days, you could play against Arsenal and probably bang a goal in as well. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's not a slight on you, mate. That's just you saying you're a good footballer when you're ill. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it will be interesting. But what I'm most looking forward to about it is the fact that uh, there has been talk of. Um, Van Dyke not being up to speed, which I just think's a lot of fucking bollocks. Because you know we were at the Burnley game last week, and you, you your eyes are just drawn to Van Dyke because it's the first time he's been back playing at Anfield since his injury, and you're looking at him going, he knows how to play this game. It, he was so good against Burnley. I don't even think there's going to be a battle. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I think well. To be fair, Chris has just said in the comments exactly what I was just about to say. He said, "Will there even be a battle?" He might decide to pull a Matip. He said, "I think that's exactly what he's going to do." But he'll have a tough test against Matip because he was he was absolutely phenomenal in the first two games as well. So, Mick, I'm not I'm not worried about Lukaku at all. I'm not. I, I think it's the type of player that. It's the, it's the perfect battle for those two. They're, like Matip Van Dijk, they're both massive. They're both quick. I mean, Marines have seen how, like you said, with Van Dijk, where where he's up to, which is it, it is hilarious because he has played two games and obviously he's not going to be a hundred percent there in terms of maybe going into tackles or whatever else. But he'll be th- him and Matip will be like loving it. They'll be they'll be chomping at the bit trying to get back, get onto the pitch tomorrow to get to get up against Lukaku to show to the re- to the rest of the country that. They, they are the, the two best centre backs in the league when, when they're on form. So, yeah, if we go that if we go Anfield tomorrow, I'm absolutely batter them, keep Lukaku quiet. It then does it then put us back into the question in everyone else's mind because I know everyone doesn't. Everyone's kind of writing us off, aren't they, for the for the title? Good. Let's be honest, but we're not even in the question, which which we're happy with. Absolutely. So, I mean, even if we win one nil, two nil tomorrow. Then maybe people will go. Actually, yeah, this Liverpool side are are what what they were, and I mean, everyone's got a little bit older, but they've all got a little bit wiser as well. So I mean, there's a lot of good players in there still. Obviously, Robbo coming back in as well. That's even though those Simicast has been a fucking beast. Yeah, Robbo well, back we might as well, t- as, as as well touch on that now. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think because uh, Simicast was obviously fantastic against Burnley? Um, obviously, he was he was good against uh, Norwich. I obviously had a couple of mishaps and stuff like that. We got a slap off James Milner, but you know. Um, I thought it was fantastic against Burnley, and if Simicast started tomorrow, um, I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be disappointed. I'd just be like sound because he's I think he's done well. Be a nice test for him, but obviously in this bigger game, you you, you want um, Andy Robertson playing, obviously. But again, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think he, he like Klopp said, like it's it's not it's not a 
It's not a problem because I think he kept he kept getting asked questions by Jerno. I was going, "Oh, what about this problem? You've got left back," and he's like, "It's not a problem. It's not, it's only a problem if you've got no left back. It's 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 a good problem if you want to phrase it that way. That he's got someone who's mm. played really well in pre seasons come in to the Premier League and obviously didn't. I think he played like eight minutes or I don't, know, I don't even know how much he played last year, but it wasn't much, was it? Because he had injuries and COVID and whatever else. So this is his first proper year in 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 the team really, and his first two games look really well. That little bit against Burnley in the 90th minute where he was on the floor and whatever stand innovation the crowd, then he goes off and gets another stand innovation. That's what he deserved because that's how that's how good he's been. And Burnley targeted them a little bit, and it was nice to see that he didn't back down and he and he was still in there and still fighting. So. I think for this one, though, Robbo, I think it's a bit of yeah. a no-brainer. Robbo's got to come back in because we need that. He's the best in the world for a reason. And I think Klopp even said that when Robbo's fit and available, it's impossible to, for anyone else to play in that position because Robbo is just that good. And he, know, he knows how to play next to Van Dijk. And it, it kind of just puts everyone back into little pieces of jigsaw from when we were so good. And the closer we do yeah. that in the season, the better, really. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I'm definitely in the Andy uh, Robertson camp for for him uh, playing against Chelsea tomorrow. Hence the left back from the future uh, t-shirt <laughs> that uh, Pot, that Paul Collins has made. And, and to be fair, I gave him the idea, and he came up with it within like two, three weeks. And I yeah. put fair, fair play to him. Um, so yeah, so this is I'm I'm taking this as a personal t-shirt to me. But you can get it um, from properties.com anyway. So uh, get yourself uh, one of these t-shirts and he does some cracking designs with Paul. Um, yeah, so obviously let's just dive into the comments for a little minute. Paul's with us again. Evening lads. Good evening, mate. Hope that uh, housing re- renovation is going well, my friend. Uh, keep up the pictures because it's looking great. Uh, Yuki's joining us as well. Good morning from California. Hopefully one day we'll be over there, mate. I really do. Um, and Chris has said, uh, interesting to see who they pick at left back. Alonso is the weaker defensively, but Chilwell hasn't played. Hasn't played all season. All right, Chris, over to your games, mate. Bloody hell. That's the first jib I'm giving you because he's already given me a bit of a jib today. Uh, but no, but uh, again, you do make a good point, Chris. But I think either one uh, we can we can cope with there. Uh, and then Chris has said, uh, as good as Tim McCass is, I think Robertson's experience is needed and Robbo is still a better player. Only question mark is Tim McCass, he tires bad in the last 15. Yeah, I think that's just obviously, like Chris said before, it's just like game time uh, and stuff like that. So it's... Um, yeah, I, I definitely, it's definitely an Andy Robertson game, 100%. Uh, and Chris said, uh, I'm, I'm at the game tomorrow with my daughter. Right, good, mate. Uh, I'm not going now, Mick. If he's going, I don't want to risk bumping into Chris. All right, so uh, just if, any, if anybody wants my ticket for tomorrow, you can have it because uh, I'm not going if Chris is going. Free of charge. Uh, but no, Chris, yeah, free of charge, yeah. Uh, but Chris, no, it, mate, obviously, Sam, hope you enjoy the game with your daughter, mate. Uh, if we bump into you, happy bloody days. Um yeah, so, I mean, Mick, when you look at it now, the way the season's sort of shaping up now, this Liverpool versus Chelsea, and we look at sort of the, the way we've played. So, everyone has been sort of reporting the, uh, well, say reporting, retweeting the, the Salah goal. And I know you've done that a couple of times as well, saying that you'd really want to see uh, the, the Salah goal. Um, so, since that game, uh, let's have a look. We've How many times have we played Chelsea since, since, since that Salah game? So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Played them six times and we've only lost twice. And one of them was in the FA Cup. And then the other time was obviously uh, in March earlier this year for one nil. So pretty decent record we've got against Chelsea uh, over recent years, mate. So, um, but obviously they are the reigning European champions. That that is, we, we can't deny that. You know, uh, fully deserve winning the European Cup. I can't even say that without feeling sick. <laughs> but there's another English name on that trophy, mate. I just fuck it. I can't hack it. Um, but you know, we can't we, we we can't take them lightly at the end of the day. But I tell you what, mate. If we get a result against them tomorrow, if we get three points against them tomorrow, so. Again, it's a massive statement to what you said earlier, wasn't it, about 
going under the radar for this league title. Yeah, and like you said, it, 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 that plays into our hands. I mean, I keep referencing the, the thing BBC put up at the start of the season where all 20 pundits and or journos or whatever, and 20 of them predicted the top four and only two of them put Liverpool in, in second. And I think the rest of them were either third, fourth or fifth. So I was like, yeah, go ahead. Like literally crack on, honestly, because it's only that way because we, we've only signed Canate. If we would have signed a few more, then they'd be like, ooh, Liverpool might be good here. Oh, they've lost one out or whatever. And it's the same questions that Klopp keeps getting in his press conference and you can see that he's pissed off because he's obviously he's obviously on the lookout for players and he's obviously not finding the ones that he wants. Either that yeah. or we haven't got the money. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You'll, I guess you'll never know. But yeah, right. Like I'm happy to be underdogs. That's we've always kind of thrived on the in 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 the underdog role. And yeah, it's no like. I mean, we're gonna. I imagine we're gonna talk about the latest transfer to Man United in a bit. But it's yeah. it's it's stuff. <laughs> but it's stuff like that where all these teams that are signing players. If we then go and win what like one of the uh, champ- champions league or the Premier League this year. How sweet will that taste knowing that we got wrote off, questioned, Klopp got questioned for not signing anyone, a midfielder, forward, whatever else. Obviously, there's four days left, so we might still do that. But if we don't and we still go and come come first or second and win the Champions League, then fucking hell, then when is he going to get the credit that he deserves? And when are the people going to stop questioning him for not making moves for players that we might not need? Obviously, we've seen that in... In January, we were signing Kabak and Davis, and I know that was probably a bit different because they were emergency signings. But you don't want to just go and sign a player for the sake of signing the player. We all know Klopp likes to have a lot of scouting into players, and I imagine he's got a massive list of players. But maybe it's just not the right time, and next summer maybe that time. Hopefully, no. Yeah, it's it, it's a really good point that you raised there, mate. Um, and I think, it, like you said, I, I think I'll probably worry about that point in, in a couple months' time when it starts shaping up because if we will start seeing the shape of the season over the next couple of months, obviously. Um, and I'll just like it be just be good to see uh, where we're sat and we can sort of analyse that point a little bit in more detail. But yeah, like you said, it'll be it would be brilliant if one of those big prizes come in, uh, without a doubt. But sticking to the game at the minute, mate. I, I was looking at the the shots um, that we've had so far, and we're the highest in the Premier League with forty six. And uh, Chelsea have faced the fewest shots in, in the two games as well uh, with ten. So that that just tells you everything about how this game might go. I've said that now, it could be a fucking boring nil-nil draw. Uh, touch, <laughs> touch what it's not. But again, again, really positive that from Liverpool, isn't it? Uh, the fact, given the firepower that some of these teams have in the Premier League, um, I, I, you know, really, really encouraging and it's going to be an exciting game tomorrow. Yeah, and especially at Anfield, like, that's, I mean, we can probably keep saying it and maybe it's becoming a bit cliche now, but that's fans back in the stadium. That is, you can't even understand how big that is for us. And I think mm. we've seen it a little bit last week against Burnley. Obviously, it wasn't the best atmosphere. It was good, but I think half 12s, notoriously, people are probably still half asleep or whatever. I know people had to yeah. get to the ground about four hours early, like I, everyone did, but half 12s just don't have the same feeling as a half five on a Saturday. And I'm just hoping that that coupled in with. The Chelsea, like play, coming up against Chelsea, who European champions, and yeah, I want to go sick as well myself saying that. Uh, but the signings that they've made, we've got a point to prove, and I, I think that's that's why Klopp will will be telling the, the lads that we need to set set down a marker here. Third third game into the season, being wrote off, just yeah, just crack on and and, and mm. show what we're made of. Because I mean, they're going to play probably a back three, don't they, and then wing back. So you can understand why they've probably 
conceded the least amount of shots because they've got quite a good defensive rear guard. But with our attacking lineup, I mean, I imagine Hot is going to start again, and then you've got Salah, who's just top quality, and Mane, who looks like he's really, really sharp again. So they're going to be shitting yeah. themselves. And, and at Anfield, that I mean, some of those players won't have um, their players won't have experienced it. So I mean, I, I can't yeah. wait for it. Yeah, no, it's true, mate. And I think the Anfield crowd is is really important. I mean, it was it, it it does give you that lift. I mean, it was so obvious last season, given the way there was more away wins uh, than usual because there was no crowds there. So obviously, they do have an effect. And you know, there's there's been another few debates this week about the Anfield uh, crowd and stuff like that. Will you know suck a dick because it is fucking amazing and it is amazing every single week. But this is a, a legitimate lay down the marker title contending thing and it was the same when we beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge early in the season when we did win the league uh, and that sort of set the marker again where it's like we've won away at the bridge which again doesn't usually happen with Liverpool because you know we have tended to struggle at the bridge and when that happened it gave us like yeah Liverpool are, are really on song this season and that's that's amazing but obviously giving away the two teams are at the minute and how strong both squads are you could play this game 10 times um, in a neutral venue and you probably you probably might see five games apiece wouldn't you really um, <clears throat> five wins apiece, sorry. But it is definitely going to be interesting. But the bookies do have us as slight favourites. And one of the things I think is really important about that is the fact we're at Anfield and uh, Fabino's going to be back as well, mate, which I think is absolutely vital uh, for this game as well, considering the Fabino can say debate. Yeah, I think we missed them. Obviously, the sad news of his dad dying, we weren't expecting him to be no. anywhere near the squad. It would have been an absolute shock and yeah, a surprise if he did but yeah he's the best defensive midfielder in the world so f- fucking hell went went like case in point last year when we actually started to put him back into cdm uh even after he was so good in, at center back when he went back into defensive mid you started to see just how how good he is just cutting off those parts like it's it's quite simple the way he makes it look but it's so difficult to actually do when you think about it because he covers so much ground those long legs yeah cuts off the passing lanes and he just kind of disrupts everything that team wants to do. And I think, especially if they play Havertz, um, then Fabinho will obviously, that'll be key because if that'll be a nice little battle in there because he'll probably try and drop in and Fabinho will just probably absolutely mm. smash him on, which we want to do nice nice and early. And then uh, I think it's the same for them, that they're, that like Jorginho, because he'll want to dictate the game and they'll look to try and I think yeah. they've had like, the most passes in the, in the league so far and whatever. So they're going to want to try and come to Anfield and, and play a way that not mo- many teams do. Not not many teams come to Anfield and think that we'll try and beat them in possession-wise and try and pass them to death. There's only a few handful yeah. of teams in world football that will even attempt to do that. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a big battle, but having Fab back's huge, absolutely huge. Obviously, Hendo did really well against Burnley, but you put Hendo back onto the right-hand side. I think it just... Like I said, with the Robbo and Van Dyke thing, it just puts people back into the little jigsaws that they're so used to. It just it's just mm. going back to what reset to de- like resetting yourself to default position. Yeah, you know, goes back and then you've got Hendo on the right. Trent then goes, well, yeah, I know where I'm going now because Hendo's going to cover for me. It just kind mm. of it just becomes second nature. And when Liverpool are in that kind kind of funk and, and everything, you don't have to think about it. That's when Liverpool are the best. I think. True. No, true. Well, well, while we're talking about players who are going to be dropping out or coming back into the squad, let's have a look at them. So let's just quickly go through it. Um, both picking Alisson in goal, obviously. Uh, you're back four. Well, I think we've probably covered that of Trent, Matip, Van Dijk and, and Robbo. Um, but it gets interesting with the with the, the front six, really, uh, because obviously Cater, Henderson and Elliot started against Burnley. So are you dropping, are you dropping out of that because... 
you know, Elliot did did quite well against Burnley, mate. So would you again be be a massive statement for him to start again against Chelsea? He did himself no no harm against Burnley. Quite right, he should he should get another start. Uh, Cater did okay against Burnley as well. Um, so what would you do there, mate? Would you drop Cater or Elliot for for being on? What would you be doing? Uh, yeah, I would. I would be very surprised if Harvey Elliott started again. I mean, obviously he did do really well, and obviously the second goal done so well. Great little touch and assist to the assist for uh, for Mane, and done really well in the game overall. Really, as his first Premier League start, and as an eighteen-year-old, done terrifically well. But I think I put Fab in, I put Hendo on the right, and then the only side that I'm un I'm unsure about is if he, if he's going to go Cater again because Cater's done. Reasonably well, so considering yeah. that he's he's kind of just limited himself to what's the genie when Alden role, isn't it? That left hand side, you've got to be quite reserved, and I think um, I think Cater's done that really well. It's either Cater or Thiago, isn't it, for that for that left hand side? So I, I think he probably will go Cater, to be honest, just because he's a bit more all action and he'll get stuck in, and then maybe we'll see Thiago after sixty. Um, and then yeah, I think those three for now, because obviously Thiago came on off the bench. Um, and then maybe come on, come on on sixty, and then he'll be ready for for Leeds after the international break. But but then mm. he could go, he could go Thiago. I've no, I've no idea, but it's a it's a good problem to have, isn't it? Absolutely, Thiago did very well against Chelsea in the last season, um, and we we saw sort of like the ultimate best of Thiago as well, which was which was good. So again, I, I'm not too fussed about the midfield, and that and I mean that in a way of like I'll be happy either way with what he does with with those options that you've discussed yeah. and that's nothing on James Milner either because if, if he wants to wants to play James Milner in there as well um I don't think that would be the right choice given we're, we're playing at home against this against this Chelsea side um I think it's definitely a case of one of those uh, that you just described there mate so again there'd be no surprise but again I wouldn't be surprised if Harvey Elliott starts again mate based on the fact that I was surprised to see him play against Burnley and given the way Burnley play football, um, I didn't think Harvey Elliott would see that much of the ball, given the way you know Burnley play that way. Uh, in terms of like obviously defending, some you know they do a lot of long balls and stuff like that. And I just thought it might just be a, a type of game, but you know we did control the game from pretty much the start anyway. Um, but what I loved about the fact that he just grabbed it with both hands, and I just think you know the kid's ready, and that it's evident that he's ready. So you know throw him in again. Do a Rooney playing against Arsenal? Do a Mike Lowe in and, and starting from the season, see what happens. You know, it, it's it does work, and maybe th- this is this new generation's Mike Lowe and Wayne Rooney, Robbie Fowler. Do you know what I mean? So um, I'm not plugging Robbie Fowler just yet, mate. Even though I just dropped him. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is, mate, I think Fabino definitely comes back in, and I'd probably probably see Hendo, uh, Fabino, and I'd probably go with Thiago to be honest, just because I think he's he's, he's probably ready to start a game. Um, but yeah. from the likes of Chelsea, mate, obviously in the last game, obviously Mendy was starting. They had Aspilicueta, Christensen, and Rooney at the back. With obviously James Alonso supporting wide, uh, obviously Chris Brack said in the comments earlier that probably the debate between Alonso and Chilwell to start this game. Uh, Kovacic, Jorginho in the middle with uh, Mount and Havertz supporting Lukaku. I can't see them changing their lineup at all. I think they'll stick with that. Uh, I just think the experience of Alonso playing in these types of games against Liverpool, I think that'll will keep them that way. Uh, I don't see Chelsea uh, making any changes. Do you? Um, I mean, the only one maybe is if they might bring Kante in because I know Kante came off the bench, didn't he? I don't know. If yeah, might... sorry, excuse me. That's yeah. We were talking about Kante before. I think it's a possible. Uh, I think he comes in for Kovacic. I think o- only because it's, I think if if it was at Stamford Bridge, I think they might just stick. But I think because it's at Anfield, I think Kante 
I mean, we all know how good he is. He's fucking, he's unbelievable. Just like how he interceptions and whatever else. So I'd be surprised if they didn't start him. But even still, like, I think Jorginho, I mean, didn't he get like the fucking UEFA's men's player of the year yesterday, which is just, I still think that's fucking crazy. He's a great, yeah. he's a great player, but great fuck player. But yeah, just fucking, yeah. <laughs> it's mental. It's mental. It is, it is mental. But what about the front three, mate, for Liverpool? What, what you're going there? Because obviously Jota's done really, really well. Fantastic start to the season. Uh, was it two in two? You know? Let's uh, let's make the decision. Is does Jota start or does Bobby start? I think Jota starts. I think. Uh, I mean, I saw Chris put a comment in earlier about uh, Firmino could be a shout, so we can sit on Jorginho and we don't have the ball. I mean, it's good that we've got different ways of playing because you could you could do that. You could go you could go four four two three one and I'd just have a, a double pivot with Fab and Hendo, and then have Bobby just ahead of them, and then the front three, and then. But then you could do what we expect. We're probably going to do and just go Fab uh, Hendo on the right, Cater on the left, or Thiago, yeah. and then just go um, uh, Jota, Salah, and Mane. I think Jota. If I mean, I think Jota would feel a bit aggrieved if he doesn't start this one after, like I said, scoring two goals. He, he's that that first goal against Burnley, especially that little bit of game intelligence to run in front of the marker, and he can be the difference. I, I think he's still a bit underrated in a way I mean I put a stat up like the other day on the last pod about goals to minutes ratio and he's like the second he's got the second best in our history so far I mean obviously he's not played as many games as some other players but if he keeps that up he's just he's just a goal mm-hmm. machine so I think it's a bit mad to leave him out because if it, in a game like this where it could be quite tight and and maybe if we cancel each other out and chances are few and far between then we need a Diego Diego Jota on there to, to bag a chance when when we need him to. Yeah, absolutely. And again, mate, I would love to see him start the game. And again, that's not nothing on Bobby at all. It, it really isn't. I think um, Bobby Firmino's been absolutely brilliant. And if he starts the game, I won't be bothered. But I just think when you strike a scoring goals, you don't take him out of the team. That's that's the way I look at it. That's yeah. that's just that's me being very very old school. Don't take out the person who's scoring goals for the sake of that's my normal eleven. That's my normal front three in the big games. Don't care. They, people have been saying for years about the front three being split up and it's time to move on and all that sort of stuff. I still don't believe it is because the, all three of them are still very, very good footballers. But again, Jota just keeps knocking on that door saying, listen, I'm scoring to so keep me in there. Confidence is high. When a striker's confident, you don't take him out of the team. It's the stupidest thing you could ever do. Uh, and Klopp's a very smart man. I don't think he'll take Jota out. So yeah, I'm all for uh, keeping Jota in that side at the minute because... That's what you do. And again, we looked at it, didn't we, the last two games when Bobby's come on. But obviously, Bobby came on against Norwich and bagged himself a goal. And he came on against Burnley with Thiago. And again, we're looking at that squad depth and those options off the bench. That's brilliant. That really is. And, you know, we might as well come on to it now. We're 25 minutes in. Let's just touch on the window. It closes in four days. Uh, we'll probably get another um, show out before the window finishes. Uh, it was Chris said it earlier. Well, we have quality in the squad, uh, we do feel too light. One durable midfielder and an attacker. They don't have to be Mbappe, just needs a bit more options in the squad. Um, I do agree with Chris on that one. My only thing with it is, obviously, who you're going to buy who's going to be good enough, but then okay to sit on the bench, do you know what I mean, and, and play in this rotation. We're never buying anybody for a starting eleven because we've got a really, really good starting eleven anyway, mate. But um, I, there's obviously been the Basuma in the last 24 hours where that's, looking more of a concrete offer that's gone into Brighton. 
Um, so I don't know thoughts thoughts on on the window, mate, and what do you think Liverpool can do if they do anything? I honestly don't think we're going to do anything. Just of, just going off what Klopp said today in the press, like he said that um, if there's if there's a player available, that he'll definitely go for them. And he said, "I promise." At the end, and it was like. It was like he was like a I don't know like a bit of a rallying cry that his it is his decision not to be buying players and obviously then he's also yeah. mentioned in other press conferences that fucking Man City and PSG and whoever else are playing a different game like in terms of finances and I mean that's it's not it's not his fault or whatever it's just it's just the way it is that we've got a we've got owners in charge who who aren't just going to go blow fucking hundred million on a player that's just the way it is and I mean if we do sell players then we we might do that maybe next summer but. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. I don't, like Basuma would be perfect. He would be perfect. You've seen him for for Brighton. He's he is a good a good all rounder. I think he's like he's not twenty five till like next week. So still really really young. And I think prem prem proven as well. So it's not going to be like an acclimatization there. It's going to be come straight in and um and and be a, a good solid player in in the midfield that and he can and him and Fab can can kind of maybe rotate a little bit, but he can also play on the left or right of a midfield as well. So. I'd be surprised if that wasn't one that we maybe got done. Um, maybe not this window, but in the summer, I'm sure we'll probably then go right. Let's throw all eggs, all our eggs in one basket, and get and get the players that we need in. Because I don't know if we can keep going without signing more. Obviously, we did sign Kanata, who we haven't seen yet, but looks like a beast. He really does mm-hmm. improve our our backline. I mean, the options we've got the backline ridiculous at the moment. Um, but a lot of players in there, like we said, Harvey Elliott. <laughs> I think Klopp said like if if Genie Wijnaldum st- was still around, Harvey Elliott wouldn't have played against Burnley. So it's just stuff like that mm. where you go, well, swings and roundabouts. Like we, we, we gave him a chance. He's came in. He's done really well. He's pr- he's proved himself that he can you can throw him in to any game and he won't be he won't be deterred by by the by the occasion and he, and he'll show his quality. So him, I think Curtis Jones underrated as well. I think he he's going to be another one that had a good season last year with. With no fans in, which is even more difficult for a youngster, especially I think. And yeah, he, yeah he's, he's probably played more than he is expected, but he's another one that it's just that we keep saying this, and it's like and I understand it's not as sexy as saying like a getting like a bassoon and then like a fucking another another attacker in, but there's options in the squad that Klopp obviously feels that it's good enough. Otherwise, he'd go he'd, he'd give fucking John Enney a ring, wouldn't he? And go well, I need if you want me to be competing at the top two or three. Uh, of obviously first as well this year, then you need to put your hand in your pocket. But I feel like first two games we've done really well, and I think if to, if we go and beat Chelsea tomorrow, I feel like those um, those doubts maybe be will be allayed a little bit because we 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 can sh- we can show that we are good enough to do it, and we know we know we are. We just need to go and go and prove it. Yeah. So what you saying? One more or none? I, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll get any of this window. To be honest, I'll be surprised. Like we we like we said with, with Canate, we got it nice and early, didn't we? We got Canate mm. in dead early. Had a load of time to sort himself out and get used to how we play and whatever else. But yeah, unless he, it's like last day, and it's like there's players about that you can get for cheaper or something. I have no idea, but and I don't even know who it could be. But yeah, deadline day will be interesting, and obviously if there's some. Stuff on deadline day, we'll do another little show as well and have a little chat about it. Yeah, that's true. Fucking great. <laughs> I'm only joking. 
Um, yeah, no, it, it's uh, hi Dave. By the way, mate, thanks for jumping on. Um, Chris has said uh, he, at least one more coming in, and then obviously he's had made a joke saying two more on deadline day. I mean, I, I, mean, I love it when we when we sign new players. You know, the, the, when the, when it, the squad grows and there's quality added, then great. But I, I don't like the idea of signing someone just for the sake of pleasing a few thousand people yeah. on Twitter. Um, I really don't see the point in it. Um, but I know there's lots of people that will probably. You know, just be like so, so pissed off with with window closing. But it goes back to the point that you made at the top of the show, mate. Is if we end up doing really, really well this season with the squad we've got, then then people will be frantically deleting those tweets because it just again, it's just proof that they've not got a fucking um, they've not got a fucking clue about football. Scott Ferguson, I do, and pal, journeys in from YouTube. Someone at the club needs to take the hard line and get a read out, no matter no matter how. Yeah, uh, no, it's true. Um, I think Origi's uh, time is definitely up. Um, at, at Liverpool but again mate there's just there's no one taking him just the same way no one was taking Shakiri until like a really low bid came in from Leon and just like oh fuck it let's do it and somehow somehow there was like a £5 million bid and then he, he went for nine anyway and unfortunately we made a loss on him Um, so it's uh, it's it's crazy but yeah at least we got Shakiri out there and you know again fucking good luck to Shakiri out there mate you know fair play to him thanks for everything that he did for the club, but I do think that Origi does need to go because yeah. Mick is just not an option when he comes on, is he? We just apart from the derby last season, I didn't really see anything from him. No, I think I think James Pierce put something up yesterday or today saying like he's he's obviously been offered to to clubs and they're just not interested. And I think his wages as well puts people off. But yeah, I, it's time for a clean break, I think, for Divock Origi, unless he just literally wants to sit on his ass again all season and just come in and then have a few good games then I, I just find it a bit or all bit bizarre really because I mean even last year when he was coming off the bench you're like oh god why is he bringing Origi on but he's got he didn't have any other option obviously Minamino's now back and I think Klopp said the other day that Minamino's in the best shape he's ever been which I was like yeah. wow so he, he must be doing good in training I think he said something like he it's difficult to leave him out of the team which is which is a good sign, I suppose, that he's came back and he wants to prove himself. And I, I would definitely prefer a Minamino coming off the bench than a Divock Origi. I mean, for how much yeah. he's done for the club and whatever, it's definitely time to go. Definitely. Yeah, no, it is. It really is, mate. And I think it's just, you know, you just you just say thank you very much, you know, for everything that you've done and, and see you later. But again, it's just a case if anybody's going to come in for him, but it, do, it really doesn't seem like anybody's anybody's coming in and unfortunately if you're not coming in for him we can't get rid of him unfortunately but again Scott's just said uh, send him out on loan but again it's like does anybody want him even, even on a loan deal you know it's it, it's one of them because he's just not not proving it his stock was highest after the Champions League final that was the time to, to to get rid but then Klopp was like well he's done so much for us Is it, it's a bit fucking harsh just to, to get rid of him and then yeah. he obviously went on to, to win the, help, help us win the league so I don't know it's one of them but I just think, like you said before, with Carrius not getting registered, um, Shakiri going, that does leave the two spots open for us to bring in someone, at least one, before the deadline. I'd like to see one come in. I really would like to see that extra body coming in, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, mate, obviously, we've, we've done half an hour there. We'll let everyone get back to the, the Friday evening. Uh, just one quick plug from me. Um, Mick, I don't know if you've got a plug handy there, uh, just to show off uh, uh, the plug. Um that's fine. It's usually, it's usually it's Tim usually does it, uh, but obviously I am going to start plugging um, the Robbie Fowler documentary that I've just completed and released a couple of weeks ago. It is episode two of the Copyright Origins, and it is on God Robbie Fowler himself. And thankfully, Robbie Fowler has actually seen it as well. 
So Robbie Fowler actually saw it, uh, messaged and said he really, really liked it. And uh, yeah, there's conversations flowing there for for something else in the future. Um, so if you've not uh, watched it yet, please head over to the Copper Origins uh, uh, section on the YouTube channel and have a look at it. And please let me know what you think as well, because I am, you know, I want to make make these episodes as, as as best I can. Make sure you like and let me know in the comments uh, of of what you think as well. And obviously, there's episode one there of of Patrick Berger as well. So please have a look at the Patrick Berger one as well. And Patrick Berger got in touch to say how much he enjoyed it as well, which was fantastic. So yeah, twelve year old me is uh, is quite buzzing right now. And then obviously coming coming soon, uh, we've got the story of a crew coming, uh, which quite you know it might sound quite boring in terms of the story of a kit, but we've got quite a few people. Uh, contributing there to that and it is actually quite an interesting story of how the kit came about so yeah looking forward to, to sharing that one with you with a couple of uh, nice little easter eggs thrown in there as well so yeah appreciate everyone joining um from uh, youtube twitter facebook scott ferguson great job guys thank you very much scott for joining us come back uh for the review uh we'll be at the match tomorrow um so mick if anybody sees us say hello <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Scott's watching from America. Fucking right, son. Whereabouts right. in America are you watching, Scott? Let us know because Yuki uh, is watching from California and I want to know exactly where you're watching from, Scott. Uh, so that would be amazing. Ah, oh, Amid Red is back as well. The race mate, great, great job. Nice one. Thank you very much, buddy. Um, don't forget, when it, when the episode gets to a 1,000 views, I'll let you know who episode three is. I have decided who episode three is. Uh, I've gone off feedback from what everyone gave me. So I've actually, I haven't chosen it this time. It's for the feedback that people have wanted. So I'm giving the people what they want. Oh, he's in Georgia. What a wonderful state that oh, is. Mate. Whereabouts, whereabouts uh, in Georgia, mate? You're from Atlanta? Probably not. Um, but just let us know uh, in the comments, mate. And <laughs> definitely join us again, Scott. Really, really appreciate it. So yeah, um, yeah. honestly, guys, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be at the match tomorrow. Uh, and then we'll probably do the preview over the weekend at some point because yeah we'll be in the pub saturday after the game anyway in may duncan so if you are that's where we'll be we'll be amazing yeah come and buy come me say a hello. <laughs> yeah come and say hello <laughs> oh, fucking, fucking, fucking youtubers yeah. But yeah i'll have me what, ready what? made um signed cards you know if you want to <laughs> Like fucking what's his name? Warnock has them in his back pocket. Oh fucking hell. As you can tell, guys, we are taking the piss right there. So fucking hell, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Listen, love everybody in the comments for joining us. If you've not what joined us live, enjoy the show on Friday. Enjoy your Friday night. Uh, and we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Love you bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.